and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am super excited for today's episode because I am a bit fangirling here. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, I did a bodybuilding competition a year or so ago. And when I was doing all that cardio, I was watching a lot of YouTube. And I found Healthy Grocery Girl on YouTube. I ended up subscribing and being a binge listener. And I then subscribed to the yearly or monthly like Facebook community and getting recipes every single week. And I have just learned so, so much from our next guest. There's video courses, there's meal plans, there's a wellness guide, there's recipes, all based on a plant-based diet. And so I've been following our guest for over a year and I'm really excited to be with her face to face to learn more about her story and to introduce her to you guys because she has been a huge asset in me coming from a competition low everything (laughs) to a healthy lifestyle. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear her story and all of her wisdom. So welcome registered dietitian, Megan Roosevelt. Thank you for that amazing introduction. I'm happy to be here. Yay, me too. So as we know, most whys start from a beginning or a blessing or a burden. And I know you are truly interested in health because of your own experiences. So tell us why you got started, how you got started, and then what your business is now. Why basically I'm so interested in health is because I struggled with my own health. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, when I was in high school and college, I had disordered eating, multiple things, anorexia, bulimia, overexercising, just dabbling in like everything. And I got to a point where I started to see it affecting my health in some big negative ways. And, you know, you, most people, they hit their own rock bottom at some point. And I, I have a whole video on my um, YouTube channel where I go into my whole story, if that's of interest to anyone. But basically, I got to the point where I was, you know, people use this kind of cliche saying all the time, but I was like, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so I wanted to to change and to be healthier. And some things are a little blessing in disguise. In college, I was on track to become a nurse and going through the nursing program. And something happened, they lost my transcripts. And I had to either wait a year or take some filler classes and reapply for the next year for the nursing program. And I just didn't want to do that. And so I picked dietetics, just my counselor in college kind of guided me into that. And it's so funny, because it was like, absolutely the path I was supposed to take. And so I changed my major. And I do think that really also helped me with my health, because I really was able to understand how the body works and nutrition on a very like, real scientific level, while at the same time, you know, being obsessed with going to the grocery store and trying new snacks and things like that. So really, you know, my passion for health and helping other people be healthy is I just know how just horrible your life is when you you don't feel like yourself, you know, that you could be healthier And it's not just being overweight or underweight. It's emotionally and mentally. And you're just not the best version of yourself. And 
you know, even to where I'm at now, it's so important for me to be healthy and to take care of myself because I know I'm a better wife, I'm a better daughter, better friend, a better business owner, I have more energy. All of those things are better in my life when I'm taking care of my health. So that's kind of how I got into like my interest in health. Well, I do want to spend a minute here because what I think is really cool is you were learning about the scientific effects of food and what it truly does to your body. And then you're able to kind of practice on yourself in a sense, do it and and heal yourself from the inside out. What are some things that you did along your your healing journey when you were truly wanting to be healthy in, in mindset and in body? Something I started and I'm still to this day working on is just letting go and not trying to be in control and not trying to have everything be perfect. And it's just such a practice. I think if you're at all a driven, any any form of a type A person, um, and I think a lot of your listeners can relate because if you're an entrepreneur or business owner, you definitely have drive in some form of type A because you've got to be successful to really go after something. It's really hard to not want to just have everything be in control and to, and to also not worry about the future, the outcome. You know, if I do this, what will happen down the future? And I, a couple like key moments I remember early on was the simple act of like, I would say like eating a sandwich. I remember, you know, if you have disordered eating carbs and bread and all of these things seem like you can't eat them. Or if you eat a sandwich, suddenly you're going to get, you know, balloon up and gain a bunch of weight. I'm not vegan now, but I wasn't, you know, vegan then. But I remember making like a turkey sandwich with like real bread. It wasn't like white bread or like thin slices or something. Just like real bread, a turkey sandwich. I think I had like some fruit and some chips or something, something that seemed almost like a very typical American lunch that I probably never would have eaten. I would have had like a Greek yogurt or a protein bar or something as like my lunch. But I wanted to have like what felt to me like, quote unquote, a normal balanced lunch. And just to see how I how I could handle that, because I wanted, I think anyone who has disordered eating, you throw around the word normal a lot and that there's no normal, but how you eat is not necessarily like the norm. You have all your safe foods and your comfort foods. And for me, like letting go and allowing myself to be like, what would happen if I actually ate a whole sandwich and really felt full? And to sit with that and sit with my feelings and work through that. And so, you know, those are some things along the way that I've had to like, you have to just experiment as you as you go, like seeing like, if I eat a sweet potato, if I eat an avocado, like, (laughs) am I going to be okay? And the truth is, you will. And I think once you let yourself have those moments and actually feel the feelings, feel the fear, feel how you actually are totally fine after you eat that food, don't binge on it. Don't then never eat it again. Um, I think those are things you you have to just like experiment along the way. And that kind of helps you get over like your food fears. And because no one's going to get over them for you. You know, I could tell people all day long, don't be afraid to eat an avocado. Don't be afraid to eat fat or carbs. But that's just words coming at you. Like a person has to personally go through that. So I don't know. Sometimes I can go off on tangents. I don't know if that answered your question. But those are some things that like, you know, some memories that I have of just helping me, you know, get through those times. 
Yeah. What's really cool is that when you're learning all of the the science behind it, the food impacts your body, it really is the mindset that has to change. The food is. isn't powerful. <laughs> the, the mindset is powerful. When you start telling yourself, uh, when you start healing your mind, uh, essentially, it sounds like that's kind of where you start. Absolutely. And even as a dietitian myself, you know, I have people who reach out to me that um, I used to do like one-on-one nutrition coaching more. And I, I still take clients occasionally, but I don't really, I don't advertise it and I don't do it a lot. But because I'm very vocal about my past, you get people who are like, oh, I have disordered eating. I have anorexia. I'd like to meet with you. And the truth is, is they need to meet with um, a counselor or a therapist or someone they can talk through their feelings and their emotions because any disordered eating is it's an addiction. It's a, you know, a a struggle, but just like any addiction, the food or the alcoholism or the shopping, it's all, that's just your coping mechanism. What's broken is something inside of you, whether it's something mentally or emotionally, you have to figure out like what triggered me to start this behavior, because that's a big indicator of why I continue this behavior. Is it rejection? Every time I feel rejected I don't feel good about myself, then I be I engage in this behavior. So I have to figure out a way that even if someone else rejects me, that I know I'm not unworthy or unlovable. I have to know that I am I am enough and lovable and worthy no matter how anyone else treats me. And I'm not gonna engage in that behavior because I've done it enough to know that it doesn't fix anything. So it, it's it's all in your mind. You're so right. And it's it's so hard to get there. It's not something that you just decide like, line in the sand, I'm healed now, I'm better. It's a daily choice to want to think differently, behave differently. And there are setbacks, you know, I was, there are times when I was good, like, you know, good is the word sometimes you use being like, you know, I ate fine, I didn't engage in bulimia. But then, you know, maybe a year later, I have a bout of like, making myself throw up later in college. And even like a little bit into it, I'm just like, what am I doing? And you almost need like a relapse sometimes just to remind yourself that you're like, this is not me. This is not what I should be doing. And, and that that's normal, you know, like no one's perfect. And there's just me perfect all the time. So you're right, it's all in the mind. And it's just a daily choice to take care of yourself. Yeah, I, I love that when you when you know what you want and then you kind of go backwards, I think you come out of it a little bit faster, stronger, because you're like, no, 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 this is what I want. I know what I want. And you have that clearer picture. So you're able to move forward faster. So you get your degree in dietetics, you become a registered dietitian, you are healing yourself from the inside out. Tell us like how your business was born and what you do now. And I will say that I basically felt like I was in a good place with my health around the time I started dietetics. So it wasn't that I was like in dietetic school and I still had like unhealthy behaviors. It kind of was like a crossover. It was like I was on the path to being healthier and then I started dietetics and that really did help me like understand nutrition and everything more. And I think a lot of people go into their profession for some type of personal connection they have with it. But so I originally wanted to be like a doctor that delivers babies my entire life, I wanted to be a doctor. And then I realized it's a lot of money and a lot of school. And if I had a family, I wouldn't really probably be around that much. So that's why I then switched to nursing. So I thought oh, I'll be a labor and delivery nurse. And so I've always 
like my entire life growing up, I wanted to be in the medical field. And that's another reason why I liked dietetics because it's like, oh, there's dietitians in hospitals. That's what I'll do. But I quickly learned that was not the place for me. I have way too much like entrepreneurship that runs in my family and creativity that I didn't really tap into when I was in college. I, I took a small business course as like mandatory in college. And I barely paid attention because I thought, I'm never going to have my own business. I'm going to go work at a hospital. And I probably should have paid attention a little bit more. But I never even thought I would own my own business. Basically, my business started from another not good time of life. I was going through a really hard time of life, lots of personal things. And I had hardly any money. I was super depressed. And I just I got my RD credentials. And I was applying for tons of jobs. And I really like felt like I was applying for jobs. And I even when I sent off my application or I'd have an interview, I was like, I don't want this job. Like This job sounds depressing and boring, but I need to make money. And I just felt like I can't be depressed every day going to work and depressed at home. I have to have something in my life that brings me joy. And so I was like, what do I love to do? And I just at the time, I was like, I, I nannied a lot. I was obsessed with like knowing what people bought at the grocery store and like looking in their pantry and like making food and organizing people's pantries. And I just really loved like grocery stores and grocery shopping and that whole experience. And I would grocery shop, you know, for the clients, you know, like people that I nannied for and, and being a dietitian, then I was like, maybe I could help people with their shopping. I really like that. And so I, I started that, but obviously anyone who starts a business you don't make any money for sometimes a long time. Or even if you get a client here or there, it's not sustainable to pay for your life. So I knew I still needed an actual job. And at one point, I had like, you know, three or four different jobs, um, all within the nutrition field, but just all kind of scattered. And slowly, those extra jobs dropped off one at a time until Healthy Grocery Girl was successful enough to be my full-time income and then eventually got to the point where it is now both me and my husband's full-time income. And our business is a little over seven years. So it, it takes a long time, I think, for most entrepreneurs. Some people, you know, they get lucky and they make a lot of money fast. But the average person, it takes a long time. But that's how my business started is I just I wanted to do something that I love. And it's totally changed what we do now from what I first started doing. And that's totally fine. You know, it's good to actually evolve. And you don't have to know everything about exactly how it's all going to work in the beginning, you just get started. And then you see as you go, like you make adjustments to make your business work for you. I love that. There's a couple of things that I hear you saying that really stand out to me. The first one is that you decided you said, what do I like? What is comes innately like what brings me pleasure? What are things that I'm automatically connected to? And I think mm -hmm. what's so interesting is that not everybody thinks like that. I remember when I was growing up, I loved coffee shops and I loved fitness. Like I always worked out. And my mom one time said to me, why don't you get a job at a coffee shop? And I said, because I don't want to learn to hate coffee shops. <laughs> In my yeah. mind, it was like, everybody hates their job. And so I don't want to cross my passion with work because then I'll hate it. And I yeah. think that's the exact opposite of what we should be doing, right? Like we're given these passions and these desires for a reason. So you really listened to yourself and asked yourself those questions and said, what do I really like? What comes naturally to me? What brings me joy? And then what can I do to add value to other people in that area? Totally. 
Because the truth is, is people always say, oh, I wish I was my own boss. And it sounds so glamorous. Like you're going to be sitting on a beach on your laptop all the time, which doesn't make sense because the sun glares on your computer if you're outside. So it's very hard to work in the sun on your laptop. But um, it's I work way more than I ever worked. Working for myself, I work way more than I ever worked working for someone else. But I love it. And so much of it doesn't feel like work. And even the times there are have been so many very stressful times owning a business. But the reason that you keep going is because even through those really stressful times, you love what you do. And it's even the stressful times are still better than like the alternative of just giving up and going to work for someone else if you really love what you do. And so I think there's also this thought that, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And it's like, no, there's a lot of days that feel like a job. There's a lot of days I'm like, I don't want to work today, but I have this long to-do list. And I would still rather do that to-do list than clock in for someone else. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, but um, you have to love what you do because that's what will keep you going even in those days or weeks or months where you just, it's hard because there will be hard times. Yeah, it's true. I always say it's always easier to watch Netflix. It just always is. But when you, <laughs> but when you have your why and you know what you want, um, you do it anyway, right? Yes. <laughs> and you have to pay the bills. So that kind of yeah, motivation. A bit. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say are some of the biggest blessings or maybe aha moments you've had over the course of the last seven years? Oh, biggest blessings. Okay. So one huge blessing would be meeting my husband. And um, when we first met, he had what we I call like a real job. Like he went somewhere else during the day and other people paid him. And then when we moved to Los Angeles, um, he started working with Healthy Grocery Girl full time, which was like a little over two and a half, maybe three years ago now. And um, we always wanted to work together. But when you have one person who is that like, stable income and another person whose income's up and down, it's really hard for that one person to quit their stability. You know, it's nice to have that in a relationship. And we weren't even at the point yet where Healthy Grocery Girl could provide for us full time. But when we moved to LA, it was such kind of a leap of faith. Let's go for it. I was doing a lot of television at the time and coming down to LA all the time for that anyways. So there's a lot of reasons we moved down here. But um when we, we, he quit his job, he had no job lined up. Uh, we had, we had no idea where we were going to live. All we knew is we're going to LA and we're going to make it. <laughs> and we moved down here. And since he had no job lined up yet, and we knew we had like X amount of months saved up, we were like, okay, we're good for the next like four months. Um, he just started working with me full time because he had nothing else to do. And right away we saw like, this is awesome. Like, it's so nice to have another full time person you're doing all these things I hate, like bookkeeping. And you're really good at things I am not, like just Excels and different efficiency things. And so we saw our business growing. Um, and um, it's grown a lot. Like it's at the point now where like he had jury duty like a month ago and he was gone for an entire week. So he got on a case and it made me realize how much of a team we are because I was like, he does. So we make videos a lot and I'm in front of the camera. I write the scripts. I come up with the recipes, but he's the cameraman. And it's I'm so used to having him now run the cameras and the lighting and making sure I'm not blurry and there's so much that goes into video production that it's too much for one person. And 
so I just realized I'm like, I need you. Like we're, we're an actual like team and we complement each other so well. And it threw off our whole work schedule because he was gone for a whole week. And so he's definitely been a huge blessing um, is just having him as not only like my husband who I love and my life partner, but my business partner. And I couldn't think of a better business partner because who else is going to love your business and be just as invested in it as the person who lives with you? Because <laughs> it provides both of our incomes. And, um, and I love the lifestyle we've been able to create from it. You know, we went on a walk this morning and we can talk about business. And I think we just get we are get so much more done so much more quickly because we're always together and we can always kind of talk about stuff. So that's one big blessing is him and having him as like, you know, we it's the two of us full time and then we have one other gal who works for us part time. Um and then I think the other blessing probably also comes from uh like other hardships. Um I struggled with my health again like a year or so ago, two years ago, we were trying to start a family and it wasn't happening easily. And um, I found out I had a thyroid condition. And all of that trying to start a family really just made me realize like, I was still pursuing a lot of TV things. I had a manager, it's very stressful. And I just kind of realized I was like, kind of ready to let that go and just do our own production and our own, you know, YouTube channel and all of that. And if TV stuff comes up, that's great. But I wasn't going to like hustle in that direction anymore. And I basically like had some health issues. I really had to like, let go of different stressors and get really focused on like, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z because this is what I love. And this is what brings our business money. But anything else, if it doesn't bring me an en enjoyment, and if it doesn't bring me income to the company, I'm just not going to do a lot of extras because it's so easy to be busy and to hustle, but not have fruit come from that. And so I really had to like simplify my life to simplify my stress to help my health be in a better place. So sometimes you have to like have your health go awry to like wake you up again and be like, you're really stressed out. Like you may be doing yoga and drinking green juices and be at a healthy weight, but you're really stressed all the time and you have anxiety. So you have to fix that. Um, and I don't think if my, you need your body sometimes to tell you like, Hey, slow down. Um, but luckily I did slow down and I got rid of a lot of stresses and we are pregnant now with baby due really soon. And so things do get better, which is always a good positive side to things. <laughs> I, if you at all have had fertility issues, go listen to Megan's fertility series. My husband and I had fertility issues as well. And we went through the whole IVF process. I actually have like eight or no, nine embryos left that we have to decide if we want to keep trying or what we're going to do. But she was able to move through that. Uh, naturally and heal herself. And it was such a really cool story. So Megan, thank you for being loud about your experience because I know there's a lot of people that are going to connect with you and your story and be able to heal themselves in a natural way, which is not often the first response for fertility issues. Yeah. Well, we looked into IVF. We were about to start... We were about to start Clomid. We were really considering that and which is a fertility drug. Um, if you're not familiar with that, someone who's listening, but um, I couldn't start any of that. We were working with a fertility doctor because of my thyroid. He's like, you have to fix your thyroid first. So it was almost like my thyroid kind of, you know, made me have to go down a natural route. 
Otherwise, you know, we were definitely on that path too. You just, you want a baby. So you start looking into all these options. Um, but it does, it makes you, you know, there some, I, I'm not opposed to medicine. I think there are things, it's amazing that there's IVF. All of those options are just incredible that we have them. Um, and sometimes that is the, the best route to go. Um, but some, sometimes, like in my situation, there is an option to try something natural if you feel like you have the time and you want to. Um, I wanted to feel like I exhausted all my natural options first before I went down those other paths. Um, but, you know, who knows? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to whatever you have to do to have a family. So, And I think, you know, I, I am so vocal about things because feeling like you're alone is I think one of the hardest parts of the fertility struggle is even you know with my business I'm on social all the time and no one knew what I was going through for two years I had to hop in front of cameras almost every day and be happy and everything's great and not that I was being fake or lying because I genuinely am happy when I'm filming and doing all of that I'm you know making a recipe or I'm helping other people it's I didn't want my business to all be like oh woe is me all the time but it's really hard when you're struggling and you feel like no one knows, no one understands and is something wrong with me because I feel like no one else is going through this. And it really helped me when I started watching other YouTubers and just blo- infertility bloggers and seeing people go through their hardships, seeing how they overcame them. It gave me so much hope. And so I was like, I, I'm a person online. I can't not share my story and kind of pay it forward for those people who also shared theirs and helped me through my hard times. Well, thank you for doing that because it certainly does offer hope and uh, it's very well laid out. I, I learned a lot while listening to that. Uh, so you also said that life happens, right? And we do have to rearrange our priorities and maybe make adjustments to our schedule you decided to give up the manager and give up the TV um, and you focused more on your own business and growing Healthy Grocery Girl through social media and and books and other things. So tell us what a day in the life looks like now. Oh gosh, our days are always, I think, similar, but so different. And I think anyone who, you know, runs their own business can relate to that. But we do have some things that are pretty standard. Um, we try to exercise every morning. Usually right now, I normally I like to run, but right now we've just been going on walks since I'm prego and it's hard to even walk down the hallway without being out of breath. Um, but every morning we exercise, we have a good breakfast and then we start working. We, you know, we both work from home. So whether we have to film that day or it's just a day on the computer, editing photos, editing videos, replying to emails, talking with clients, working on creating content for our membership. We spend a lot of time on the computer since we're an online business. And then a lot of times, you know, actually creating the content. So shooting videos, taking pictures of food, all of that. So basically our days are, that's, I mean, it'll kind of vary per day, but a lot of content creation. And then I still do a little bit of television. I'll do, I do some regional, some national segments going on, like down recently, I did a segment on um, Access Hollywood Live here in LA going on, sharing different recipes and stuff. So if, if an opportunity comes up, I'll still do some of those randomly. And then different things with clients may come up. Like I'm a spokesperson for a company called Limonera, and they um, are based here in California, but they're an international company. They grow citrus, so lemons, um, all types of oranges, citrus varieties. They also grow avocados and limes. 
and um, we create recipe videos for their YouTube channel, but I'll travel with them to different expos or things like that as well. So it really varies, but on the most part, you can, if you follow me on Instagram stories, I usually am like in the kitchen again, filming another video, taking more pictures of food. (laughs) That's pretty much what we do is just food, food, food create, 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 and then share it with people. What's so cool about the world these days is when you find something you love, you truly can use social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, etc., to be your commercial and to get the word out. Um, Tell us some things that you've learned over the past Mm -hmm. few years about using social media to build your brand. You know, I think that one thing that I've always wanted my business to be is like a business, like a brand, like you know, and it's hard when you're small, and you're also the person who's kind of the face of your brand, because I I always wanted it to be about other people, like not about me, I want to help other people. And I feel like when I tried so hard to make it like we're this company, and, you know, almost like there's no emotion to it, like it could be a whole team of people behind this membership site, and you don't know who we are, but we just create content for you. When I tried to be so much more like a brand or a company and remove myself from it, it just felt like forced and it felt not as genuine. And I had a hard time putting myself in the content too much and making it about me because I didn't want it to be like Healthy Grocery Girl is me because we are an actual business and we have a team and we also do video production and work with lots of clients and make videos for them. So it's not just me as like a blogger. We're a real business. But when I started just being myself, and especially with like Instagram stories, I love how you can be so just like genuine there. Um, And, you know, just sometimes like just talking to people without makeup and just that really real side. I don't know. I feel like it just brought a lot of like heart and warmth. And, you know, any good company, I think you like that company. You know, there are some companies you like them just because they have an actual really, really amazing product. I think it's really hard to be that kind of company, like, you know, the iPhone or something, something that's like, this is an incredible product. But for the most part, people love a brand or a company because of an emotional connection that they have. And so I think when you put yourself in and you allow yourself to be more like real and a part of it, it builds that emotional connection where people connect to you. Like, something, whether my health story or infertility struggles or whatever it is. So I think that's something that I've learned is like, it's okay to be like a business. And also you are the business at the same time. And what is that balance? It's like, how much personal stuff do I share, but also keep it professional. Um, And I'm always wondering like what that line is. But I think I've learned along the way, and this comes back to full circle, what we were talking about before, something I'm always working on It's just like, just let it go. Like, don't worry about it being perfect. Just just be yourself. And if I feel like talking about something, then I will. And sometimes we're more businessy and sometimes it's more personal. And that's just how our business works. And maybe it's not what someone else does, but it's what works for us. And I think that's something I've learned with social media is it's like, you can't just look at other people's social medias and try to be like, ooh, they have a lot of followers. What are they doing? I'm going to do exactly what they do. Because that may not work for you. And it's, if it's forced and it's just not flowing, it's going to be really hard to maintain. So I've learned like do what is easy for you and natural. And it social media will, it's still a lot of work if it's part of your business to upkeep it, but it'll be more like enjoyable and not feel like such a strain. 
I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned is just to like be yourself and just not <laughs> worry about it being too perfect. I love that. I totally agree because people buy people, right? And honestly, one of the reasons why I connected with you is because number one, I was like, I was really excited about food <laughs> and I loved your recipes. And honestly, I didn't even realize they were plant-based. Like I didn't, I didn't even see that. I just saw awesome recipes, but I also felt like I connected with you and I was like, we would be friends. <laughs> and I think it's because of that, that I was, I was, <laughs> you know, brought into binge watching and then I, uh, signed up for your membership and I got connected to your community and I've really enjoyed um, everything that I've learned along the way. Um, for those that are interested, the membership site also includes tons of resources. So I spent a few nights just downloading and watching videos and really absorbing all of the content because you know a lot, Megan, and I'm and thank you for putting all of that out there. It's really, really beneficial. Uh, I know when I started my business 10 years ago, oh, I would be like, I appreciate that. yeah, yeah, no, I, it's very true. Um, when I started my business 10 years ago, I would be like, hold on client, let me get customer service. And then I'd be like, hi, customers, you know, cause you're wearing all of the hats <laughs> and I was trying to be uber professional too. Yeah. And then my husband was like, just tell people what you're doing. Be real, be, pretend like you're their best friend already. And that is when I found that our business really started to grow. Yeah. Cause it's, it's all about relationships. Every business is about, you know, relationships. And that's what life is about is just like, you know, caring for and loving other people at the core anyways. So everyone wants to be loved. And I think if you can find other people who make you feel loved, it's like that's they're going to gravitate towards that and hope you feel good about yourself. And so yeah, and yeah, our membership. Yeah, we started that. Oh, gosh, I don't even know. You get to a point where you just stop counting things. But it's been around for you know, quite a few years. And yeah, I put so much time into all like the base content that's there, all the video courses. And I created that because I was doing a lot of one on one nutrition coaching. And I decided that wasn't something I wanted to continue with, because just, you know, lost my passion for that. Um, I like I still passionate about it, but it's not something I wanted to be spending like 10 hours a day doing. And but I felt like all of my clients kept having the same exact questions over and over and over. So to me, my days felt very redundant. And I was like, I should just create I should all these questions people are always asking, they always want meal plans, they always want recipes, they always have questions about how do I get enough calcium and iron and protein and all of this on a plant based diet, I should just make all of these resources and make it even more affordable than a nutrition appointment. Um, and then that way people can just sign up and read the content and I'm still available. If people want to email me or, you know, our Facebook group, I'm happy to answer and chat with people, all the questions they have, but it just seemed like a lot more efficient way since everyone seemed to have like these similar needs of things they wanted to know. Um, so there is, there's a lot of content in there. Um, and then, like you said, we have the weekly, we always have new recipes weekly for people to try and stuff too. So I'm, I'm very happy to hear that you enjoy it because we've put a lot of uh, love and time and energy into that. So it makes me very happy. So thank you. Yes, I know. I'm like, I really did listen to everything and watch it. And I learned a lot. <laughs> know that it was being consumed. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to move on to the plant-based stuff because like I mentioned, I was watching your videos and they're just really good recipes. And I didn't even like click in my mind that they didn't include dairy or meat yeah. really uh, until I joined the membership and I started learning more. And I thought, oh, that's so interesting. I didn't even notice. So why plant-based and what does that mean for you? 
So I started eating plant-based because to me, even though some people may feel that plant-based seems restrictive, it's actually the most free freeing diet. Um, I and I, diet is a word just meaning the foods that you consume. I don't promote diets in the sense of like, hey, de- deprive yourself and only drink cabbage water or something. Um, because I had a history of disordered eating, I needed to find a way to eat that didn't feel restrictive, that allowed me to just nourish my body, but have no rules. Because rule making to me felt very much like I was on a diet and that I was, um, you know, that kind of disordered eating. And I've, I, for one, I can't tolerate dairy well. So it was easy for me to give that up. It wasn't easy. I mean, I hung on to frozen yogurt for a long time and suffered from it because, you know, it's delicious. And people are always like, I could never give up cheese. I could never give up my froyo. And it's, it, it's actually a lot easier than people think. I've literally hundreds of clients and people all, we all have gone through the same struggle of giving up dairy and overcoming it and realizing it like, Oh, that's not so hard. And there's lots of other things I can eat. Um, but I like have, um, whether I'm lactose intolerant or whatever, but I have digestive issues from dairy. So that was something I was already not eating. And even since I was probably in middle school, I never liked meat. It grossed me out. Um, I could do like chicken or fish, but I didn't like red. I I stopped eating red meat like early high school. Um, I never liked ham. So I kind of, I think I naturally already gravitated towards not eating a lot of animal based foods. Um, so it never felt to me like you can't have meat. I feel like if to me, it's never like a can or can't. It's just I choose not to because I personally don't enjoy those foods. If I want if I wanted to eat something like I would eat it. It's not like a can or can't situation. But to me, a plant based diet is very freeing because you can eat all of the food groups. It's not a carb free diet. It's not a fat free diet. You need carbs and fat, especially as a woman, you about 30% of your dietary intake should come from fat. Um, on average, you know, everyone's health is different, but fat is really important, good quality fats for um, our health as all people, but especially as women to help our hormones function optimally. Um, and that also contributes to a healthy weight because hormones affect our weight. So eating, you know, all the fats, avocados, nuts and seeds, having grains, having tons of fruits and vegetables, and plant-based foods are usually on the most part, obviously avocados and nuts and seeds are a little higher in calories, you know, more nutrient dense, but for the most part, plant-based foods, they're very, you know, if I don't count calories, but they're very low in calories. They digest very quickly. So you can eat a lot of plant-based foods in comparison to animal-based foods. And I love food and I eat a lot and I'm always so surprised when like we have people over for dinner and my husband and I we eat very similar and we eat a lot like huge quantities and because we just love eating and it's surprising to me how people eat like such smaller portions and so I think that it's just if you love to eat and you also want to like lose weight or be at a healthier weight um, a plant-based diet is great because you don't feel deprived you get to have a giant bowl of food and it's going to digest quickly and you just like your weight will adjust to like a natural way. Um, so that's one reason it's, you know, I felt like there was freedom. I could just eat all these different foods. And sometimes people wonder like, oh, if you don't eat meat, what do you eat? And it's like, well, most foods are not meat. There's actually more food options that are non-meat than there are meat options. So there's a lot of things that you can eat on a plant-based diet. And I think another big bonus is I started eating plant-based towards the end of college. 
it was cheap. <laughs> Rice and beans and veggies, like if you're getting fancy veggies and supplements, those kind of things can be expensive. But for the most part, a plant-based diet is very affordable. So it's affordable. It's so incredibly healthy for you. And not to mention just all of the science that backs it up. If you start, you know, our membership talks about it, but there's so many great resources and books that support how a plant-based diet can help short-term, long-term health. Um, and so to me, it just seemed like such a no-brainer. It was like there were so many benefits to a plant-based diet. And I use the word plant-based versus vegan because I'm not a vegan. I have been vegan at times. Um, and I think a vegan diet's amazing. And if that's what works for you, but I'm, I'm first and foremost an advocate for listening to your body and eating what's right for you. So your body and your body's dietary needs may change at different seasons of life. Some seasons you may be vegan. Some seasons you're like, you know, I really just feel like I need to eat, you know, chicken or eggs or something because that's what my body needs at this season of life. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in going unvegan for a period of time. I think it's so wise to listen to your body. And I think some people, um, again, it's that diet mindset or that disordered eating where they're like, they're ashamed of their choices or something. Like they've committed to vegan. And if they go unvegan, now they're like embarrassed about that or something. So um, that's kind of another tangent. But basically a plant-based diet, I'm a huge advocate for it because it's so nutrient dense, so good for you, affordable, delicious. I think that answers your question. Absolutely. We're like, go vegetables. Woohoo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a lot you can do with them. It is surprising. It is surprising. You really can't get sick of vegetables because there's so much variety and you can do a lot to change it up. Totally. And there's, you know, there's more than vegetables too. The plant based said there's fruits and nuts and seeds and so many different grains. Like you can, you know, try millet and amaranth and, you know, there's quinoa and tons of, there's like, there's 200 different varieties or something of quinoa and there's, you know, brown rice. And there's a, once you get into it, there's so many different recipes and flavors and fun things that you can come up with. Awesome. Yes. I've tried lots of your recipes and they're all delicious. Good. Um, and moving into that, you recently wrote a book called the five day juicing diet. Mm -hmm. And tell us a little bit about what this book is about. Sure. Um, so this book is essentially a recipe book filled with plant-based delicious recipes and also education if you're interested in juicing from home. Again, the word diet just refers to the foods that you eat. It is not a diet plan and it's not a juice cleanse, a juice detox. You're not drinking only juice for five days. Um, it is a nourishment plan. So because a lot of people like to have a plan just as like inspiration, like what, should, what, what would it would look like for five days? What should I eat? So the five days includes juices, blended juices, I call them, which are like smoothies, but you're using a lot of a lot of like produce. Um, so it keeps the fiber intact, as well as there's meals and snacks on the plan and things like that. But I'm a big um, advocate for juices, green drinks, smoothies. Um, and again, some people may gravitate towards juices because they're a little di um, easier on digestion. If you have IBS or digestive issues, a juice is going to give you so much nutrition, but not a lot of fiber. So it may be easier for you to digest. If you're someone who needs to manage your blood sugar levels, you have diabetes, or you find yourself hypoglycemia, or you just, you know, maybe you're trying to lose weight. So you really want to feel full longer. Maybe blended juices are the way to go. There's not one that's like, yes, everyone should do this one only. Because again, nutrition is not one size fits all. But, um, but I, I love green juices and, and green drinks because it's such a good way to get in so much nutrition, 
especially first thing in the morning. I feel so accomplished already having like multiple servings of vegetables by like 8am in the morning. And it's also a really good way to get in nutrients and greens that you're, you're probably not going to eat. I mean, maybe you will if you're really awesome, but you know, bok choy or like rainbow chard, or there's lots of greens that it's like, it's easier to make a salad with like romaine lettuce and kale, but it's hard really to get some of these other varieties. And you may try them in a recipe here and there, but if you juice them or you throw things in your smoothies, um, you know, chia seeds and stuff like that, it's just an easy way to get in more foods that you just may not consume on their own. Um, and we all, even myself, no one is on a daily basis, every single day, getting all the vegetables that they possibly can. I think we all can consume more fruits and veggies every day. So it's such a good way to do that. And it's delicious and it's hydrating. And I talk about in the book how I started doing green juice as as an afternoon alternative to coffee. Because when I was um, going through my, you know, starting a business with a lot of work, doing all my TV stuff, working with my manager, I, I grew up working in a coffee shop. I love coffee. Um, but I started noticing it was attacking my, my adrenal glands, having so much coffee throughout the day, I was dehydrated, my skin was drier. And I was like, I need to find an energy option in the afternoon that um, is going to be good for me. And juicing was such a good way to do that. So the book talks all about more of the benefits of juicing, but also, you know, you shouldn't just go out and buy a juicer because there's so many different types. There's some juicers that actually can't juice greens. So you're going to get kale with no juice. It'll just get all this pulp, but you'll get no juice out of the kale. And then there's some juicers that actually are good at juicing. There's like masticating and centrifugal juicers. So the book talks about the different types and what pros and cons of each. And so if you have any interest in juicing, it's educational. It gives you lots of juicing recipes and also um, other just delicious plant-based food options as well. Awesome. And you can find the five-day juicing diet by Megan Roosevelt right on Amazon. So super easy. Um, What is next for you, Megan? Oh, next is having a baby. (laughs) That is our number one priority right now. We're about two months away from that. And my whole, you know, past eight years, I've just been career, career, career. So I'm actually really looking forward to um, slowing down a little bit. And you know, having a baby is um, it's something we wanted for a really long time. And it's so hard for me to say no to work opportunities and tell people like, I'm not going to be available for a couple months, because I'm going to I'm going to take a maternity leave and actually not check my email for a while. And I think everything will still be there when I get back. And um, so I'm really looking forward to just taking this time to start our family. It's a new season of life. And you know, your priorities change. My business is always such a huge passion for me, but there's more to life than just working. So I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, having our baby. And and then if you, you know, follow me on social media, whatever comes up next after that, I always keep people in the loop. We'll see. There's always something down the road. <laughs> awesome. Well, definitely take some time with your new baby girl. It is as I'm sure everybody will say, like it changes everything, but you really don't know until you experience it yourself. So you'll just have to keep us in the loop on how it changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. Yeah. And we've already, you know, we're big planners. So we've, we've pre-filmed a ton of recipes and we've gotten ahead. So we're not like abandoning our YouTube channel or our social media. We'll still have 
every week a recipe video will still go up for people and um, and I'll still, you know, I'll do some update videos like, oh, meet our baby and here's how we're doing on our YouTube channel. And, um, you know, Instagram stories makes it so easy to check in with people and stuff. So we'll, I'll still be um, on social media, but I'm taking a break from like filming and video production. So I don't really want to wear makeup for like a month or two is my goal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you deserve it. You deserve it. Well, I'm really impressed, Megan. Over seven (laughs) years, you have developed a brand, a social media, a following, and I mean, you're, you're value driven and you truly have developed a community that uh, is, that's supportive to you and each other. And it's been really cool to be a part of that. For somebody that is interested in growing their own business is maybe at the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey, what words of wisdom would you have for them? I would say just go for it. You know, don't be afraid and you don't have to have everything figured out. I think a lot of people are worried about, you know, I was even there myself, like, well, how am I going to make money or how is this going to look or how, like, there's no way to know how it's all going to go. You're going to learn what works and what doesn't purely through trial and error and no amount of reading of books or it's, it's great to read books. I was obsessed with entrepreneurial books and podcasts and all of that. And it really does put put fire in you to like read all of that. But the best way to learn and to get better is just to just be making mistakes and trying things out. And so you don't have to have I mean, if you want to start a blog, YouTube channel, you know, selling products, it just it takes a long time to grow. And it's okay. Like if you're a year in and you don't have as many followers as like you think you would, like every single person that you probably look up to they didn't, they've been doing this for a really long time. And the number one thing is they just didn't quit. Like I know so many people who, you know, they say, Oh, I wish I was where you were at. And it's like, you could be, but you quit. <laughs> so it's like, if you just stick with it and, and evolve with it. And like, you know, we've, my business started out with personal nutrition coaching and now I hardly do that anymore. And now we're all online and, you know, be, be willing to like, change things. If something's not working, you can let it go and try new things. We've we've tried so many new things through our business that we tried for a little bit. And then it's like, you know, this isn't working. So we're going to stop it. And it's, it's totally fine. We tried something didn't work. Now we know moving on. And so I think that's the biggest thing is like, it's, it's hard in the beginning, because you want to feel like you have a business plan or like, here's my five year plan. And we don't have a business plan. Our business plan is just to keep doing what we love and making money and let our business evolve as it's supposed to. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is just you have to, getting started sometimes is the hardest part. I know a lot of people, you know, friends and stuff who they really want to have their own business, but they just don't start, you know, they're too scared to get started. And, um, and then surrounding yourself with other people who are just inspiring. You know, it sounds like, Denise, with having this podcast is such a great resource for all of your listeners, because it's so good to be around other people who are going after their dreams and you get information and get inspiration. And I think if you're surrounded by people who are naysayers or, you know, they think what you're doing is unrealistic or whatever, like that's, that's not helpful. So it's good to try to surround yourself with friends or just other people who are driven as well. Awesome. I love that. Um, two more questions for you. So what is one thing you do every day that you couldn't live without? Let's see. I would probably put exercise as like a big one 
on there for me. I'm, I'm a naturally anxious person. I know that just is a quality of mine. I'm very like self-aware of all of my problems. <laughs> so to me, I'm like, okay, I know I, this, this is me. I'm an anxious person. What can I do to not be so anxious? And for me, I have to get outside. I have to walk. I have to run. I have to move. It's so good for my mental health. Like I used to exercise in college to be thin. And once I started getting healthier, I'm like, yeah, I want to fit in my clothes and all of that. But exercise to me is it's like my therapy time. It is so for my mental and emotional well-being. So I think exercise is definitely one thing. And there's a lot of other things like I'm a faith-based person. So obviously spending time with God, my husband, like there's a lot of obvious things in life that are, you know, priorities. But I would say, you know, being like moving and being physical is really good for, um, for anyone, for health, you know, physical, mental, emotional. Absolutely. We honestly live in a very sedentary society as much as I like to say, you know, when you're filling out those forms, I'm active. Like most of the time I'm sitting at a computer. So getting up and moving increases endorphins and um, gets things flowing in your body. I know even digestion is better when you are running or exercising and getting things Mm -hmm. moving in your body. So this last question is kind of putting you on the spot, but it sounds like you are truly living in your passion and you're doing what you were created to do. And that's on purpose. You know, it wasn't on accident that you seven years later have a thriving business, but it's because you made choices every single day that lined up with what do I love? What are my strengths? What brings me joy? So how would you describe your life's purpose? Hmm. That is a very good question. Um, goodness. I mean, this sounds really cheesy. I, I feel like I really want to bring like happiness and joy into people's lives because the internet can be a very negative place. There's a lot of trolls and judgment and, Oh, why would you feed your kid that? Or, Oh, why would you post a picture of yourself like that? And I am a hundred percent not that person. I want to like be like, have I left positive comments on other people's pictures today? Like I really in our community is all about just like lifting people up and having it be positive. And I think, you know, that's just me personally. Like that's the kind of like what I want to put out there is kindness. I think if you put out kindness, you're going to get some kindness back. And then really with our business, I feel like, you know, I guess my purpose would be to like help people find health and happiness in a way that's really maintainable and enjoyable. Cause you can find quote unquote health. You could get to your ideal weight, but it's not maintainable and you didn't enjoy getting there. And you're going to, maybe you're actually not even that healthy because what you did to get there wasn't really a good route. And I've, you know, I've done all of that. I've been super thin and people think, Oh, you look so good, but I was miserable and I wasn't, you know, making good choices. And I think it takes a just takes time to get to a place where you're just like, you know, I, I, my body can be different here or there. I'm not perfect, but I love my body because it's gone through a lot and I accept it, you know, for, for what it is. And, you know, you are just in a good place, like physically, mentally, emotionally, and you have other people around you who are just like kind and loving. And I think that's like, almost like, too idealistic to like want to live in a world that's all happy, like all the time like that. But I don't know. That's, that's me. And I just want people to be happy and I'll get along and be friends. So that's kind of my hope. 
you know, I make recipes and all of that, but I hope that people, whenever they watch our content or, you know, enjoy our content, they also feel happier or better about their life. They're not walking away feeling sad or judged or confused. Um, so I don't know. Love and happiness is my cheesy answer. (laughs) Well, I think the opposite of that would be like grouchy and miserable. So you're allowed to have a life where you're focused on love, peace, joy, not only for yourself, but you truly have the mission of spreading it to others. I love what you said. Have I been positive to other people on their pictures, on their social media? Have I not just been joyful myself, but have I done a good job of expressing that to others? Because that truly does start a ripple effect. So um, as we close today, uh, is there anything you want to end with? Let's see. Well, for everyone listening, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to listen. And I guess you may say this, but, um, you know, come over, follow us on Instagram, which is just Healthy Grocery Girl. And our YouTube channel is Healthy Grocery Girl. Our website is HealthyGrocerygirl.com. It's pretty easy to find us. But if you, you know, enjoyed what we talked about today and want to stay connected, that's just the best way is follow us on social. Absolutely. And I would recommend it, you guys, full of wisdom, full of inspiration, and as you can hear, full of joy. So you will not only be educated and you'll learn some things, but you'll also walk away with your heart a bit fuller. So thank you so much, Megan, for being on today's episode. I'm really excited for what you're doing now, but for your baby as well and the family that you're starting and how that is just going to um, maybe change your content. And I'm excited to stay up with you and and see what happens next yeah thank you and thanks for starting this podcast I'm so proud of you and excited and looking forward to you know listening to your podcasts and I hope you're very successful and I can say oh I knew her when she started her podcast (laughs) (laughs) absolutely that's that's the there's only one way right and that's forward (laughs) yeah so thank you guys have an awesome day and we'll be back later bye Thank you so much for listening today. Head over to denisewalsh.com. Enter your email to subscribe to our list and I'll be sending out an early bird special coupon. 50% off, in fact, of the Dream Life Workbook when it is launched in just a few months. So if you want to have first dibs, let's get your name on that list. Thanks again. I so appreciate you and remember to dream big. 